The Rich and Mike Show, Flagler County's hometown sports show. Here are your hosts, Rich Carroll and Mike Licio. Yes, it's another episode of the Rich and Mike Sports Show. Good Saturday morning, Flagler County. And a good Saturday morning to you, Mike Licio. Hello, Flagler County. Rich, what an exciting game that was Wednesday night, huh? Oh, Wednesday night. It was thrilling, man. It was really exciting to be a part of it. The battle for Beltaire, the first ever Matanzas FPC matchup in basketball on the WNZF Sports Network. And, man, the place was jumping. Uh, This is my first year covering uh, high school basketball. You've done it for a while. And to see the Anderson gym just packed literally to the rafters, right? I I mean, that place was – I've never seen it that packed. And uh, you told me you never saw the seats upstairs – filled the way they were right i i knew they existed i knew they were up there but i hadn't seen them rolled out very often and it was the first time that i'd seen people actually sitting up there and we saw that bottom area filled up pretty quickly and the next thing you know there was people up there with us we usually have that whole section to ourselves so it's pretty cool to have a little bit more atmosphere up top with us and the game lived up to the hype and i think whether you root for FPC or Matanzas, I don't think you were disappointed with the type of game it was. You might be disappointed with the final result, but it was a great game, and I think it lived up to everything that we would have hoped it would have been all season long. Oh, yeah, that's uh, and, and I mentioned it at the top of the broadcast. We were waiting for it. Uh, it was the night this season we've been, we've been waiting for, and both teams playing relatively well this year, and you knew it was going to be an evenly matched game and that's the way it was at halftime it was a one-point game and uh Matanzas of course pulls away at the end and and wins 72 62 72 points up on the board for the for the Pirates and the Pirates are hot right now and they got one of their big players back Friday night and they could be dangerous down the stretch here Mike they're going to be fun to watch here last couple of weeks especially with the return of the big man Alex Davis who hadn't played yet this year and You could see at times there was a little bit of rust, but he finished the game with a double-double and I thought played pretty well and created some matchup problems. When I talked to Mike Talley, FPC's coach, he said, you know, late in the game, their height did start to get to FPC a little bit. I asked him about the officiating because there was – I didn't think it was a poorly officiated game by any stretch of the imagination, but any time you see a game where one team shoots 27 free throws – and the other team shoots 10, you're going to ask the question. And he said, you know, he said, he said fouls didn't really have anything to do with why they lost. And he kind of put it back on his team to not turn over the ball and, you know, have a better shot selection and make some of those shots. So he was very much deferential to his team. And he talked about, even he talked about, you know, how Alex Davis played and how well the Pirates were coached. He was very complimentary of Matanzas in the game. You know, and he said he just felt like his team just needed a little more to close it out. And I thought, given the mismatch, they played really well. I, I know they had Jackson Waters on Alex Davis for a time, and then um, Anthony um, Hampton was on him, and Anthony gives up eight inches to Alex Davis, and I thought he did a really good job. But then Davis himself, you know, getting rebounds, and really the thing that surprised me with Alex was how well he passed the ball, and I think that shows – even though he hasn't gotten to play in any games up until now, just how much he's grown mentally as a player from a freshman to his sophomore year. 
Yeah, and, and those guys battled, man, and they did a great job in the first half. And I think a lot of those fouls are a result of the height difference. That's what you saw, uh, some hard fighting for some rebounds. And uh, they, would, they did a great job, the Bulldogs, of swarming the big guys of Matanzas after they would get a rebound. And a lot of times were able to knock the ball out of their hands, maybe steal it, create second-chance opportunities, and, and that went well. Maybe fatigue played a little factor late dealing with the height but uh for the first three quarters anyway they did a fantastic job and you mentioned anthony hampton i thought he had an excellent game uh considering you know what he had to deal with with the height disadvantage and and so did waters so uh all those guys and 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 jameer clark and i think at the end they just they ran out of the ability to put the ball in the basket and, and the Matanzas height, they, they were really able to impose their will with that. But FPC fought hard. They're still having an awesome season. They're going to look to finish strong here. And there's a lot to build there with that program. And you got to be impressed with Matanzas. So there's more to get into with the game. But I did want to mention here at the top, um, for sure, uh, thanking our sponsors there and the Orlando Magic. You know, the Magic, they, they were a part of this as well. And uh, we contacted them and... Uh, they hooked us up with a couple of tickets for a huge game last night between the Magic and and uh, and the Philadelphia 76ers. The Sixers, a top three team in the Eastern Conference. Not for long. The Knicks are on your tail. So, yes, <laughs> you know, sir. You know they're, they're just a couple games out. So I don't. I I think the the Knicks have a shot there to get in that top three or top four. Uh, looking pretty good this year. We'll see. I mean, it seems like a couple of games separates the entire conference right now up and down uh you know uh the eastern conference so you could theoretically be the third seed and in a couple of days be the sixth seed it's not uh it's not out of the realm of possibility there's so much all those teams are so bunched up there in the eastern conference but of course 76ers big time success over the years here joel Embiid, mvp candidate every year so uh that was a huge game to hook us up with uh, to get us tickets and then when I saw where the tickets were, Mike, I think it was section 120, basically floor level. Uh, so congratulations to our winners. And thank you, everyone who watched the game and listened to the game and participated in that contest. And it was uh, Tahim Shakir who won the tickets, a YouTube subscriber. So uh, thank you so, so much for supporting the broadcast, watching the game and uh, subscribing to us and, and, and entering the contest. And look, you won. And I'm sure you had a great time last night with those amazing seats, Mike, uh, uh, out the, down there in Orlando. Look, you know, for the Magic to do anything would have been awesome, and we're, we would have been really grateful. If they had said, okay, here's two nosebleed seats to give away against Detroit, and we would have been pretty excited about it. So I think you're absolutely right. We need to give some credit some more credit, you know, like I said, the Magic aren't under any obligation to give us anything. And the fact that they wanted to give us tickets, but not just give us tickets, give us good tickets to give away to our listeners and viewers and good tickets to a good game against a good team. I mean, that was pretty awesome. We should have, uh, we should have tried to um, stack the deck, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I'm kidding. Of course. But you know, that was, like I said, you know, we ha- we're fortunate enough to have a lot of great sponsors that allow us to do all these things that we do and, you know, all our broadcasts that we've gotten to do. And I, I lost count of how many we've done this school year, but, 
you know, it's around 20, I believe, is the number. And, you know, we've still probably got about 8 to 10 more at least. So without those sponsors, we wouldn't be able to do it. We'd just be, you know, talking into the void. You and I would probably just be sitting in the stands oh, yeah. just talking to each other. And no, people would be and looking we at need us. that support, Mike, because uh, that that's what makes it happen. And, and it's, you know, the ones that keep coming back, cash it in jewelry and pawn, they're always there for us. And, it's you know, they're not just supporting the broadcast. They're supporting the kids the families, everybody involved here, the teams, and uh, you're making this possible, cash it in jewelry and pawn, and everybody that was involved. Uh, Wednesday night, uh, Premier Chiropractic and Wellness, Josh Wagner, the lawyer dude, Vassilaris Wagner, Arctic Breeze, AC and Heating, On the Block Barbers. You know, you're not just supporting the, the, the broadcast and the, and the radio station and, and the WNZF Sports Network, but you're supporting every single one of those kids that – that are just putting it on the line, you know, putting their hearts on the floor there, uh, and and you're bringing families closer together because now that kid's family in another state can watch the game like they're actually there, and that creates memories for a lifetime. So, uh, and you could always go back and watch that. So, our sponsors, uh, thank you so much for making that happen Wednesday night, and the Orlando Magic because that was an awesome giveaway, and again, we we got a great response from the viewership there, from our listeners, and uh, we had a big winner, and it was a great giveaway. So um, so back to the game, Mike. Uh, you know, I you got to be impressed. And I know all the talk is around Henry Robinson Jr., and rightfully so. I, I believe just his star power and his abilities have led the resurgence of this, this uh, pirate team here this season. But you can't overlook Ryasir Jefferson, man. I mean – the dude, he 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 starts the game hot. He it's really amazing to watch, and uh, he had 28, 29 points there um, in that game against FPC. And he's just he's that guy throughout the game who who's a consistent scorer. It seems, especially when um, the Pirates are having a hard time getting the ball to Henry Robinson Jr., which was the case for a while, trying to figure out how to have him and. And uh, Alexander Davis worked together as the Twin Towers, you know, version of, of the Pirates here that we, we got a chance to see for the first time this year. And as they were trying to figure that out, they're still in the game because Jefferson's still knocking it down all over the place. And then he also has that chemistry with Henry Robinson Jr., where he can get him the ball in big spots with the lobs and, and setting him up. And, you know, he just it, it, it creates space on the floor because now you got to worry about Ryasir Jefferson. So um, he's just he's a guy that's incredibly fun to watch. And he knocks it down from all over the place. He's consistent from the free throw line, knocking down big free throws. So uh, he is a, a huge star, in my opinion, here. He's emerged as, as one of the biggest guys in this county, Mike. And he does it on both ends of the floor. You know, he's not just a a big game shooter. He is a big game shooter, but he's not just that. Even in that game, he had 29 points, but he also had seven assists. He had five steals. He he was just he's a volume scorer for sure. But he gets it done, and he and he's a, he his shot selection. I think when you talk about Ryerson Jefferson, you don't just talk about the shot selection and, you know, cause he, he seems to always find open looks. You don't see him taking a lot of contested or out of control spots, stops, shots, whatever that word may be. Yeah. But also when he doesn't have a good look, 
He makes the smart pass. He finds the guy that's open. And the Pirates, I thought, played their most complete game that we've seen them play offensively, defensively. I thought they moved the ball really well. You know, they were very efficient on offense. They were able, for the most part, to stay out of foul trouble, which had been a problem for them early in the year. And I think Alexander Davis coming back adds a dimension that they were missing. And it's going to be interesting to see what this team can do these last few weeks. They have one more home game after tonight. They play Coco this afternoon at home at 4.30, and then they have Menendez Wednesday night. Rich and I will be there for that. And then they're on the road for the last couple of weeks of the season. It's going to be interesting to see when they get to the end of the season and they get in the districts and they get in the regionals, what this team can do. Because by that point, they'll be battle-tested. They've played a tough schedule. They've played a lot of road games. We've talked about that. You know, We didn't get to as many Matanzas broadcasts as we would have liked early in the year because their schedule was very road-heavy. But I think this is going to be a team that's tested. And if they can play like they did against an FPC team that, albeit a little undersized, is a talented and well-coached team, I think that shows the potential that they have. Yeah, yeah. They basically have everything. So where, you know, how far can, can this go? How can they take advantage of, uh, of the potential here late in the season? Because they got three guys who can score. You know, uh, for sure, whether you're talking about Henry Robinson Jr., Tariq Shakir, and uh, and Ryasir Jefferson. Those three guys can put the ball in the basket. They're weapons. They're threats all game long. And then on top of that, they have the size. You know, they have the the the, the six seven Henry Robinson Jr. and uh, Davis is six nine. So they've got the size. They have scores. They can play defense. You know, with the, they got guys like Micah McGuire who comes off the bench and and can give you that that hustle player that that makes all the uh, the, the hard working blue collar plays, rebounds, and perimeter defense. You know, we Peter Austin's another one of those guys. So this is a team that has a really good roster, and not just a good roster where maybe you're overloaded with guards kind of like the Knicks were earlier this year before they they made the trade for OG and and got a better balanced roster you know they this Matanzas roster is balanced they have exactly what they need at every position you know so so what what's the potential after that I guess we'll find out it's a shame they got off to such a slow start they they were two and seven at one point they're eight and ten now uh, they're, they're starting to figure it out, and they just got Alex Davis back. But, man, when you look at the – it's it's balanced. And a, as a basketball team that 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 wants to make moves and, and, and have success, they have it every single – you know, they have the guards, they have the big guys, they have scorers, they have defenders. you got to love that Matanzas roster. And, and just looking at FPC, you know, FPC's roster is pretty good too. What they lack in size, they have in heart. And, uh, you know, Jameer Clark averaging 17 points a game. He's the guy that could put the ball in the basket consistently uh, for that team. Perhaps they are missing that second guy that you can rely on on a nightly basis to fill up the uh, the, uh, the 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 box score and, and put points on the board. But, uh, you know, Jameer Clark is that guy they look to. And they have a lot of hustle players. They play great defense, you know, w- whether it's Corinthians, Watson, we didn't see Pagan, uh, but Hampton, you talk about, uh, you know, he is just he's inspiring to watch because he's usually undersized, but he does such a great job on the boards with the hustle plays. And then on top of that, he can hit a perimeter jumper. He can hit a three. 
Um, you know, Camarian Lang's another one of those guys. We saw Jackson Waters uh, Wednesday night. He's another one of those guys. They're just a hard-working team. That's why they're tough to beat without maybe uh, a, a second scorer that you can depend on on a nightly basis. Matthew Rodriguez is a good steadying influence in the backcourt. He can knock down the three. Perhaps we didn't see enough Nate Sean Royal Wednesday night. I was kind of surprised by that. Uh, he wasn't on the court a lot, but he's another guy I look at that could, you know, uh, score some points for you and also make the hustle plays and be a good defender. So um, I, I, th- I think the Bulldogs also have a good roster. And again, where they lack in size, they make up for it in heart. It was very clear from the beginning that Henry Robinson's plan, Henry Robinson Sr., of course, the pirate coach, um, his plan was to make everybody else from FPC besides Jameer Clark carry the load. And I thought they were double-teaming Jameer Clark basically every time down early in the game. And the way Rodriguez was able to get going early, you had a couple of baskets from Waters. And, of course, Kamari and Lang, he does it all. You, you, you don't. You need a guy like Kamari and Lang if you're going to be successful. If you have, a, if you have two or three guys like Bob, you're going to be successful, and they they stepped up, and that's the thing is that I don't think this team ever looks at at an opponent and thinks, you know, well they're big, they're strong, they're fast. They don't look at an opponent that way. They just look at it. These are the guys that we got to beat, and if we do what we know what we can do, we're going to win. You know, the opponents are relevant to them a lot of the time. I think because of the mentality they have is that if they do their job. They're going to be successful, and I think we've seen that for the most part this year. Oh, yeah, 100%. So uh, it was a, a fun game, amazing. Again, thank you to all the supporters, the viewers, WNZF Sports Network. This is really uh, rounding out our first year of coverage, not just on the radio. but And I thought that was important to establish here where you have the consistency of that, where, you know, it's, uh, well, we're only fully covering the football uh, and, and you got to wait till fall. And, and of course, we do cover on a weekly basis. So, I, you know, Mike has the uh, the sports reports Monday and, and Friday and we do have year round coverage. There's no doubt about it. And if you miss it, don't miss it. That's Monday and Friday, six to nine WNZF sports report every Monday and Friday. And if you miss that, the the uh, the morning news is available on YouTube and on our Facebook page. So we do have year-round coverage, but there's something else about, you know, that live event coverage, Mike, that's so, so important to sports coverage to to give you that full, feel like you have a, a that you're really fully covering everything to the best you can. And uh, I think to cover the live events year-round really gives us a consistency that hopefully will continue to grow here and, and people continue to notice and, and support us and subscribe to the Flagler Radio YouTube channel and, and like us on Facebook and and uh, we continue, continue giving that. But I do think uh, to, to, to combine what you do Mondays and Fridays with that consistent live event coverage throughout the year is putting us on another level of coverage here in Flagler County. Well, I think that was something that, you know, to go inside the business a little bit that you and I discussed when I came on in a more full-time position at the station was, you know, being more out there and being on top of what's going on. And I always tell people I don't cover two schools. I cover about 60 varsity teams. So 
I'm not always going to get everything in in the two to three minute window. I'm not going to always get every result and every player and every game in, but you know, we are going to do our best to get as much of it in as possible. We've got so much going on here. Flagler Palm Coast, both their soccer teams were in their conference tournaments. FPC's boys had a 10-game winning streak snapped against Spruce Creek earlier in the week in the semifinals. The FPC girls battled back from injuries early in the year to come all the way back, and they made it to the five-star conference final before losing on Thursday night. And on the on the Matanzas side, the Matanzas girls are ten and three. They they are off to one of their best starts in a long time. And there's so much going on all the time. Wrestling, um, wrestling is getting ready to really kick in the full um, high gear. We'll have some tournaments and regionals and um, regionals and finals coming up pretty soon. And I, we expect both schools to go pretty far in that. We have some defending state champions in wrestling and weightlifting. So there's always something going on and we do our best to get as much of it in as we can. And, you know, I'm blessed to be out there. It's so much fun to be out there on a Wednesday night, even on a game where you're not broadcasting to get out there on a Thursday night to a soccer game or, you know, be out later in the year at lacrosse or softball or baseball. It's always fun to get out there. And I just, I just get to do the best job in the world. It's really a lot of fun. It's, it's a lot more fun than the day job. I'll say that for sure. Ah, yeah, we, we love we love what we do here with the sports. And again, uh, it's it's the best coverage in town, and we appreciate your support. So, all right, Mike, a little friendly competition we started last week, the NFL playoffs, the picks. Uh, last week, I was 503 and three. You're a game behind, two and four. A couple tough losses there, huh? Yeah, and it could have been worse. I mean, I thought for sure. I was going to lose. Uh, I thought for sure I was going to lose that Detroit game, and I ended up losing it anyway. But I, I never felt like I had a chance to win that one, even though it was a close one. I had Detroit um, minus the three points, and the Rams, of course, covered. The one that really surprised me, the worst one of all, though, was that Cleveland pick. I didn't. I, I, I could have seen Cleveland losing the game. <laughs> I didn't think they would absolutely be boat raced the way they were. What happened I, to that defense? They were supposed to be the best defense in the NFL, right? They were horrible. They, got they weren't. They weren't great, but you know, Joe Flacco gave away 14 points on That's his own. That's true. So That's true. He wasn't doing them any favors. The former quote jet great Joe Flacco. <laughs> yeah. Well, he definitely could have helped them last year, but yeah, that 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 was uh, that was an awesome game. It seemed like every team that uh, you know, like uh, the Browns were supposed to have this great defense. Defense didn't play great in that game. Miami's supposed to have this great offense. They were terrible in Kansas City. I don't care what the weather is. You're supposed to be this amazing they, offense. You got to move the football. Are you kidding me? They were terrible. They cared about the weather, and you yeah. could tell. You could tell watching Miami's defense even more than the offense. They did not want to hit anybody, and it was painfully clear to me watching that game early you could see the way Miami looked a little tentative on defense and I think they were afraid of the contact right and and then they just were not prepared for that game in any sort of way and it showed how about them bucks though we go a little local here the Tampa Bay Bucks (laughs) well I I, I, our good friend Trent Ferguson big Tampa Bay Buccaneer fan I told him uh, and and I picked uh, Philly which was a bad pick and a good pick by you picking Tampa Bay but uh, I told Trent, that, the, and I don't know why I didn't uh, pick the Buccaneers, but I told Trent a week before that game, I said, 
Philly looks like toast, man. I think they're done. The Buccaneers have a huge shot here, and it turns out they did, and they destroyed them. So congratulations to – who would have thought, Mike, that a, a team led by Todd Bowles and Baker Mayfield would be two wins away from the Super Bowl? Not a chance. And I did pick Tampa in that game, but when I picked Tampa, I thought it would be a 28-27 type game. Never thought I was going to see what I saw, and it really looked like Philadelphia quit in that game, especially on defense. It seemed like the team turned on Matt Patricia. It was kind of an embarrassment, Oh yeah, to tell you the truth, yeah. for Philadelphia. And I was surprised that – I would be surprised. I know Sirianni is coming back. I would be very surprised if there aren't drastic changes on that defensive staff because they looked as unprepared. And they're going to have to figure something out with Jalen Hurts because mm. – you know, Nick Bosa had that press conference where he said, ah, here's the blueprint for Philadelphia. And everybody's used that blueprint. And it has worked since then. They lost six oh, of their last once, seven after that. Once you saw the tush push fail on the two-point conversion, you knew that they were doomed. And, yeah, well, that's got to be one of the biggest collapses in sports history. They go from almost winning the Super Bowl to being 10-1 and one, to collapsing and getting embarrassed in the playoffs by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who really – you know, the only reason they were in the playoffs is because they played in the worst division in football. And then the biggest embarrassment of the weekend, Dallas just getting steamrolled at home by the Packers. Who saw that coming? My goodness. that, that Talk about embarrassment, Mike. We both picked that one, and uh, I got to tell you the truth. I enjoyed it thoroughly. I, I am Everybody a Dallas Cowboys that. hate. I, <laughs> there's a section of my office. It's like three or four offices in a row at the day job where it's a bunch of Cowboys fans. I call it Cowboys Row. And you can imagine that we were closed Monday, but Tuesday morning I was running up the stairs to get to that corner of the office because it was wonderful to see. I was That was another place I was surprised. I was surprised that Jerry Jones kept Mike McCarthy. And I think Mike McCarthy's a good coach. But with the amount of coaching talent that's out there right now on the market, it's hard to look at a team that plays in such a flawed way and loses the way the Eagles did and loses the way the Cowboys did and think that you shouldn't at least kick the tires on the coach. I mean, we talked about it last week with the Jets. 17 wins. You gotta you gotta at least like, you know, look Oh yeah. Walk into the showroom and you're you doing know, a disservice shop. to to your fan base, to your team, to and I not at least look at some of these uh, these coaches. So, uh, yeah, it, it's an embarrassment. That surprised me, too. I thought McCarthy was done. He's not. You, you, but there's a lot to, to uh, try to figure out there, and we'll probably be back here again next year. But, yeah, this had to be the most disappointing loss for the Cowboys. Second seed, you know, uh, home game. To be embarrassed like that to a, a team that lost to the Giants a few weeks ago is – is pretty shocking. All right, a couple minutes here. Actually, about a minute and a half, so we got to run through these. Baltimore-Houston, Mike. Baltimore is favored by nine and a half points. Baltimore. Yeah. I'll you, take Baltimore and points. You got, the point. you got to believe this is Lamar Jackson's year. So so uh, we'll see. He's been one of those guys, too, and Baltimore as well in his era that, that uh, disappoints in the playoffs. So I'm going – Baltimore as well. San Francisco nine and a half at home against Green Bay. I think the 49ers win the win the game, but I'm going to take Green Bay plus nine and a half. 
same exact thought process for me. I, I, I think Green Bay keeps it close. I, I, I understand San Francisco is very talented, but I don't think they're 10 points better than Green Bay right now. We shall see. So we're on the same page uh, on that one as well. Perhaps this one a little more difficult to pick. Detroit at home favored by six and a half against Tampa Bay. I'm going to ride with the Bucks. I could, this, uh, just like last week with the Lions, I could go back and forth on them. But I'm going to ride. I think the Lions win the game, but I think the Bucks keep it close. I'm going to take the Bucks plus six and a half. All right, I'll, I'll take Detroit minus six and a half. I think it ends for the Buccaneers. Remember, this team is coached by Todd Bowles, and uh, they were playing the, the Eagles last week, who are toast. I think they go into Detroit and get steamrolled. So I, I'm going to go... Uh, with Detroit there. And finally, the game of the week, Buffalo minus three at home against Kansas City. No one circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Give me Buffalo minus three. And I'm going to take Kansas City. I I, I would love to talk uh, about this game, but uh, we've Buffalo, uh, they choke in these situations, and uh, we all remember the 18 seconds against Kansas City, uh, you know, uh, them coming back. And I just, there's no way I see them beating Patrick Mahomes. He's going to play in another championship game. We forget how good this guy is. I know he doesn't have any weapons, but there's no way, to me, Buffalo beats Kansas City. They're there for Casey to beat. Um, so I'm going to go with Kansas City in this game. We'll see what happens. So we're, we're head-to-head in a couple of those games. Should be fun to watch. Man, oh, man, again, Thank you so much to all our sponsors for the Battle for Belterre. Congratulations to Ms. Hansis winning the game. See what happens the rest of the way here. But uh, And enjoy the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. We'll be watching and we'll be back next week. And we'll be back Wednesday with Matanzas again on the WNZF Sports Network. Flagler County, have a great weekend.